Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spiritual Journey podcast. And I can't believe it, we're on episode 102. And, um, you know, actually recording this on the day that we released the 100th episode and can't believe we got to 100. So thank you, thank you, thank you again for all our listeners, all the feedback we get. We're feeling very, very blessed today. So thank you. And I think I talked about before that we wanted to have more guests on this podcast to really kind of expand give a different perspective. So I'm excited to have a very special guest today. But before we get there, I'm going to hand over to my co-host, the amazing, the beautiful, the stunning, the healer extraordinaire, and now published author, Stacey Brown. States. do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, thanks so much, Nims. I can't believe that we have recorded so many episodes and we've received a massive outpouring of love. So I also want to say thank you to our listeners Without you tuning in, waiting anxiously each week for our episodes to release, we wouldn't be here. And it's a beautiful space to know that we're making an impact. My name is Stacy. I'm an intuitive healer. I do readings for people around the world. I am a certified Reiki practitioner, a spiritual mentor and coach, an Akashic record reader, and as you know, a podcast host and creator. My book came out in January of this year, and it's called Journey to Soul Center, Discovering the Gift of Surrender, and it's available on Amazon and Audible. And I'm going to pass it to our wonderful guest that I'm so excited to speak with. Idaber, over to you. Hi. Thank you so much for having it, and congrats on 100 episodes. That is huge. So I am super excited to be here with you guys, and congrats on the book stays. I'm definitely going to be checking it out. My name is Idaira Orozco. I'm originally from Venezuela. I am currently based in Los Angeles, California, and I am an actor, a voiceover artist. I'm also a sole purpose coach, an emotional code practitioner, a human design reader, and a podcaster as well. I just launched my podcast a couple of weeks ago, so I am super excited to chat with you guys. Nice. Thank you for that. And yeah, I'm excited too. I'm excited to have you on. Hi, everybody. I'm Nims. I'm also a podcast host, podcast creator, spiritual coach and mentor, and an Akashic record reader and trainer. And um, I just love guiding people to, the, to, to truly live their purpose. I really do feel that we're in that energetic phase where we've been pushed to shine our light differently. And I love the energy we're in, and I love everything we do about it. I love being able to guide people to shine their light. So and I'm looking forward to this week's topic. So the topic that we're going to go through today is living a spirit-led life. So I'm going to ask our, our special guest, Adiba, to really kind of talk about what does that mean to her? And, you know, kind of going from the journey of actor to kind of moving more onto the spiritual phase. How's that been? And, you know, what does living, living a spirit-led life mean to her? Over to you. Yes. Well, for me, I think that it doesn't mean to have these things separated to begin with. Part of being an actor, it's part of me tapping into my creative self. And part of tapping into my creativity is tapping into spirit. And I don't think I always saw it that way. I think that when I began working as an actor, my agenda was a little different. And I was definitely more interested in the the accolades and the credits and the the opportunities and as my career started to take shape, I realized that what it really mattered to me, the moment that I put my foot on set, the moment that I stepped in a theater was actually the connection. And it was actually the energy that I was bringing in 
and the energy that I was receiving. I was recently in New York City doing a commercial and the best compliment I got on set as I was leaving was, you're such a light. It's so lovely to work with you. You're such a light and you just made the set better. And that is my purpose. And when you speak about your purpose, wanting to be having other people shine their light, that's exactly what I feel. So as an actor, I bring the opportunity of collaboration and connection, but I want to see the other actor shine because when they shine, I shine. It's a, it's a collaborative, you know, we're all of this together at the end of the day. So Letting uh, or living a spirit-led life for me means what you do on a daily basis in every single interaction that you have. You cannot separate how do you make your money versus what do you make for dinner. It's almost, it's all part of the spiritual practice. When I make dinner and I make it with love and I make it with intention, that's part of me being connected with spirit. When I sit on meditation, of course, that's probably the easiest way for me to have that connection. When I have conversations on a daily basis with my friends, with my family, with my mom, if, I, if I'm if i present, if I'm listening, if I'm giving myself in fully and authentic, that's for me living a spirit-led life. So it's, it's a combination of all those things. I love it. I love it. Actually, it's interesting. We were having a conversation with one of our clients, me and Stacey, today about kind of merging worlds and um i remember when i started the podcast you know and i was more you know starting social media and the rest of it and i was advised to create a new social media profile and in the end i decided you know why would i want to create something separate and mm -hmm. i remember something my mentor always used to say to me and she was to Sidra jeffrey and she always used to say how you do one thing is how you do everything and that to me is always stuck it means that you know, what I'm like at home, what I'm like at work, what I'm like, whatever I'm doing, I'm the same person. So why do we play these roles and why do we, you know, we got to speak our truth. So, you know, so many people, when they start out in the spiritual world and they want to start to talk more about it, they're worried about what people think. Mm. But, you know, if we don't speak our truth, and another phrase that I, I use a lot is, what other people think of me is none of my business because it isn't. I can't control what people think, but I can control me speaking the truth, me speaking my truth. It's not, I can't say it's the truth. It's just my truth. And um, I love the, the example you gave as, as an actor because our vibration on its own, our energy, our intention is healing on its own. So, you know, you being an actor and being out there and shining your light is just a, a beautiful way to heal. And mm -hmm. the fact that that light is being shone and other people recognize it is great recognition. So I, I love it. I love it. And it's, um, you know, again, Sidra, we just talk about us being on stage in 2023. And, you know, I talked about it in a recent episode and um, she's no longer here. Um, she passed away in a fire three years ago. But I thought she was talking about actually physically being on stage. So recently I kind of thought, mm -hmm. thought about this podcast. And it's my stage, right? So I'm on a stage re reaching many, many people and shining my light that way. And it just, it's just the perspective and the, and the frame you put on it. And it's just, we talk a lot about on this, on this podcast about magic. And um, it's managing those expectations. If you, if you expect things to come in a certain way, in a certain box, 
you may miss magic because it may come in a totally different way. So for me, leading a spiritual life is being authentic in all ways and being present in whatever's happening. The only thing you can truly control is this moment. Mm-hmm. And if you can be joyous, grateful, beautiful, and just feel the magic and the beauty around you in this moment, maybe the next moment becomes easier. So, and I'm sure Stacey's got a lot to say about this. So Stace, what does leading a spirit-led life mean to you? You know, it's so interesting because um, I've been working with a client recently and um, I come from the philosophy that we are comprised of four bodies, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And one of the ways that I encourage my clients to kind of do an evaluation is to rate where they fall in each one of those four bodies on a scale of one to 10. One being you feel completely disconnected, dissatisfied, and 10 being you feel amazing and you feel aligned. And this client rated his four bodies and spiritually his number was very, very low. And in our conversation and exploring this, He said he hasn't ever really felt connected spiritually ever. And so we kind of did a little pivot in the program that I do. The framework is the same for every client, but sometimes you have to make alterations based on the person's needs. And in that space, recognizing that he was disconnected spiritually, we had to find ways for him to connect. And so his focus this past week has been on increasing that connection. So to me, living a spirit-led life is being more in a space of what you feel than what you think. I believe that we have to have a connection with each one of the four bodies in order to be in a spiritual space and have a life that is focused on what we feel versus what we think. For me, I was very abruptly thrust into what I feel because I went through a massive life shift when my son um, struggled with mental health and substance abuse issues. And it led me on a path that I couldn't have seen coming. I couldn't have expected that I would have such profound spiritual encounters when he went through what he went through. But when that happened, I stopped thinking and everything was about feeling. And I remember, and I've told this story here on this podcast before, but um, at a certain point while my son was in the hospital, uh, he had a very, very high fever. It was like 106, 107 degrees. And the doctors kept chalking it up to the fact that he had a traumatic brain injury and that that was why his body couldn't regulate temperature. And I walked into his hospital room and I felt compelled to do Reiki. And I talked about someone had sent us um, a a card, a well-wishes card with some oil on a piece of gauze. And it was consecrated oil from the Saint Charbel, who was a healer during the 1800s in Lebanon. And I had forgotten all about that card because we had received so many. And I heard a voice say, get the oil. And so I got the oil, the gauze, and I placed it on my son's forehead and right near his, his trach that he had. And 
as I placed my hands on him, I felt what was wrong. I knew immediately that my son had a massive infection in his chest. I knew he needed an IV antibiotic for three days, and I knew that it started with a C. I went by what I felt instead of what I thought I should do. I didn't hesitate to run out into the hallway and alert his nurse to get the doctors so that they could treat him. And it was moments later that he was surrounded with people bedside, doctors, nurses, hospital staff, and they confirmed that he did in fact have a massive infection in his chest. I tell you this experience because for me, I was thrust into the space of I feel. My son's life depended on me speaking up and I didn't hesitate to express that desire to get him the help that he needed. And from that day forward, I have existed in a space of operating more from what I feel versus what I think. So more of a spirit-led space than an ego space. Is it easy? No, because sometimes the feelings that we have don't add up. We can't make sense of them. Like how was it that somebody like me who has no medical background at all, how was it that I was given the message of what was wrong with my son? But again, I, in the moment, had to trust it because the doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong. And the feeling overrode any rational like thought process that I could have. And so since the time that my son's been in the hospital, I've operated from a space of being more in a spirit-led life, meaning I really go by what I feel in a situation versus what I think. Are there times where the ego overrides? Of course, I'm human, right? But in the times where I've been in that spirit-centered space, it's never steered me wrong. And it's led me on a path now where it's not only contributed to my healing and the transformation of my personal life, but it's had a ripple effect on the clients that I come in contact with. And now I've become really focused on bringing that same kind of awareness to the people that I work with, because I really believe when we are in a spirit-centered space, when we're focused on what we feel and what feels right for us and what we feel dialed in on, I believe that's where the magic happens. Love that. And Stacey, I've heard that story a few times and it never gets old, right? So it's such a powerful, powerful example. And, you know, the four bodies that we use as part of the mentorship program, maybe that's a good segue just to ask our listeners, consider where you are on your four bodies. Zero to 10, zero being nothing at all, 10 being really high. Where are you physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually? It's really a good gauge. And the idea is not for us to be at 10 at all times. It's just to check in with ourselves. How do you feel? Where are you at? And, um, you know, I guess the other thing to say on what you mentioned is spirit-led, I agree, spirit-led life is really listening to our messages. And a lot of people will say, well, you know, I don't receive messages. We, we all in some way receive messages. And maybe it's just intuitively. Maybe it's just instincts. Maybe it's just, but as you nurture that gift, and we talk a lot about this on this podcast, as you connect with your guys and you feel the energy around you, you start to truly connect with it and you start to, the more you trust your instincts, the more it starts to grow and kind of develops your gifts. It's a, um, you know, if you feel like receiving a message, if it's 
very light, not emotional, then you receive a message from your guides. If it is ego-based, it's all heavy, it's emotional, then it's probably coming from your ego. If you start trusting your instincts, then that's really a, a big first step in becoming spirit-led because you're trusting you because I'll always say everything you need is inside you, all the love, all the joy, all the answers is in you. And if you're listening to somebody else, then you're, you're, you're listening more to programming, you're listening to more external. The best gauge for you is you. So if you can listen to your messages and your instincts and your guide, then you really do start to shift to spirit-led. We had a whole episode on shifting from, from I think to I feel. I mean, we get so much programming, programming which says, you know, make a decision with your head, not your heart. Um, you know, parental programming, corporate programming, whatever programming – but it's shifting to really trusting you, I really believe is a big part in leading that spirit-led life. So I'm going to, again, hand over to Idai, but just what's your journey been like? Tell us more about kind of what led you to to really shift and become more spirit-led. What would be your advice to our listeners and your journey? What would you like to share? Yeah, my journey's filled with a lot of loss. I... I think the first time that I that I realized that I was receiving these messages, because again, we all have the capacity to receive them in different ways. And some people get them, like you said, connecting to their intuition. Some people get them through dreams. Some people, like you say, uh, you heard the voice. I see messages in my head. It's almost like if somebody would put the words in my head kind of thing. And the first thing that happened uh, were you know, going back to the year 2000. And I was having a very, very busy day at work. I used to work in the hospitality industry. And there was an uneasiness on that I just felt in my heart the entire day, like a heaviness and a thing, but it was so busy that I was just like, oh, maybe it's just because I'm overwhelmed. And as I was leaving the the place, the hotel, and I'm driving towards my boyfriend's house, who's now my husband, I saw a car falling off a bridge and I was like, oh, maybe I'm falling asleep or something. Maybe I'm too tired and I'm falling asleep. And I get to his place. We had been dating for only like six months. It was a very new relationship. And he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I don't know. I have a feeling that I have to go back to Venezuela. I don't know what it is. And he's like, oh, please don't, you know, I had, I had already had an episode about a week before where I just started crying out of nowhere. And I just felt that something bad was going to happen, but I didn't know what it was. And we ended up going to bed, but with me having that nagging feeling and the phone rang and it was that my sister had uh, died in a car accident. And that changed my life. That, that was probably the most impactful moment of my entire life and at first and for many years and I want to say even for a decade I was numb I was I just did not want to feel those feelings it was just too hard and I became a workaholic because that that was my way to not deal with the pain and I could still take care of people by doing that I could still take care of my mom I could still take care of my dad and I focus on that for years and years and years 
And then I remember one day my boyfriend says, you know, you used to love theater so much. Um, why don't you like join a group or something? They're doing auditions for these theater close to where we were living. And I say, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try it. And that's when my healing began. The moment that I tap into my creativity again, the moment that I was able to somewhat express that repressed pain, then things started to shift. And for many years, that was my go-to for healing, if you will. I was I was always very curious about anything related to astrology, past lives. I remember I was like the only nerd in my class who was living, uh, reading about past lives in, you know, when I was 13, like who was doing that? And especially in Venezuela, nobody was doing that. But I always had this inkling. I just always had this desire to just know more what else was out there. And with the years as they pass, um, I I became more intuitive, but also I became, I, I read a lot more. So I was learning about all the different modalities and all the different religions and kind of like picking things from different things to see what resonated the most. And acting kept being my way of healing and my way to expressing myself. And then I, I ended up moving to New York. I ended up moving to LA in 2014. And then in 2016, now I lost my brother, also in a car accident. And this time I approached it differently. I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go to therapy and I'm going to join a group and I'm going to do it all. It's like I did completely the opposite of the first time. And I, this is how I'm going to heal because I am in control. No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not in control. And the thing is that I also experienced a lot of resentment and I also experienced a lot of guilt and all of those other emotions that come up when, when you lose somebody. And then fast forward to 2021, I lost my dad. Now, the passing of my dad, I think, even though I always say that the passing of my sister was what broke my heart, <laughs> and still it's the most profound loss I have experienced, the loss of my dad is what woke me up. And I feel I literally had a spiritual awakening. And people describe spiritual awakenings in different ways. And for me, it was through lights. Like I started seeing lights everywhere, like almost like flashes. And I have these beautiful little rainbow maker that I have uh, is hanging in my in my living room. And it was kind of like going off as he was passing. And I saw in my head the words, follow your light. And at the moment, I didn't know what he meant. I didn't do anything with it. But it was just like I was just taking all these signs and all this information in and putting it in my back pocket because I'm like, I know I'm going to have to access this again. I know I'm going to refer back to this again. And then when I was feeling better, um, a little more capable of, of talking about this experience, then I learned that I could channel all of these messages and information in a way that finally started making sense and it was almost like you know they knocked the door back in 2000 and spirit went and knocked the back the door again in in 2016 and it's like hey she's still not listening so 2021 they go in and it's like oh, hello we're here we've been trying to tell you that you're meant to be using all of this pain all of this experience to actually help other people and that's in a nutshell how everything started, like seriously. Like again, I have had, I think, 
my connection with spirit my entire life. But I think that from a place of wanting to share the message, from wanting to help other people, I would say 2021 is when I truly tap into that. Wow, I love it. And it's um really interesting, the, the role that pain plays in our spiritual awakening. Um, you know, in many ways, we're kind of on a path and, you know, we kind of know something else, something's happening, and we know we have a connection. But sometimes you need that jolt, you need that push, you need that. And, um, you know, through pain, we find purpose, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that's um, Stacey's a great example of, of everything we share on this podcast and you know kind of turning that pain into purpose but it's um i also believe that the timing of those things that you know your your brother sister your dad some of those bigger things i think are divinely timed as part of our spiritual awakening i really do feel that we have free will in many areas but i feel the universe has a role to play to help us to complete our soul contracts to shine a light in the way it's meant to be done. And the messages the universe gives us sometimes start like they start kind of little nudges, little nudges, little nudges, but eventually they they become really big. Right. And so, you know, again, I'd encourage all our listeners is, is to take time and truly, you know, Think about what are you receiving right now? Because I really do believe that we're receiving much more now than we ever have before. And, you know, as I was saying, you could receive the message in so many different ways. It doesn't have to come like a flash in the sky and all of a sudden you start receiving messages. It can come from intuition, a feeling, a dream, visual images. It could even come from you having a conversation with a friend or listening to a song. It's just being open to receiving in, in such a way. And maybe going back and considering your most painful experiences and what did you learn because you know for me I mean I, I lost my dad wow 25 plus years ago mom 15 years ago and they were a big part of that I'll always remember exactly where I was I had a, I knew they were going to go there's you know I remember talking to my sister about mom you know we're not going to see her again and there's so much that intuitively we know in those moments that we kind of forget um and even losing well not losing my spiritual mentor teacher passing away in a fire in March 2020 that pushed me to to start this podcast actually it was part of part of what came from that um because I was waiting for her to guide me to shine my light and um she was almost like a safety blanket with that safety blanket gone well okay I need to do this right and um so really considering what what happened, what what's happened to you in the most painful moments helps you to understand your spiritual journey. But again, sometimes that pain, I mean, Dave, as you said, it puts you into a shell, right? It's it's so painful that you go into a shell for so long that you that you don't know how to deal with it humanly, right? It's so deep. And but I really do believe it's a choice to really ask the question, well, hold on. How can I process it? What does it mean to me? And there's no two ways. There's no there's no right or wrong way. It's just your way. Um, but everything that happens to us, I truly do believe, serves us in some kind of way. Um, Stace, I'm sure you've got something to say about this because uh, what would you like to share? I just think about 
the steps that have happened since everything happened with my son. And we were actually talking about this earlier today um, with a client and it was so significant what I was going through. But as I came out of that experience, I, I wasn't sure what to do with it. Like I knew that I had awakened a part of me that maybe had been dormant or that I hadn't honored as much. And in the months that followed him being in the hospital, he continued to struggle with his mental health and with substance abuse. And he was in and out of rehabs. And I became very depleted in all the ways. I was very, very depleted. And I was blessed enough to be introduced to a social media app called Clubhouse. And I met you there, Nims. And I remember our conversation where you were asking me challenging questions to expand me. And you asked me what I wanted to manifest. And before I could even really think about it, I said, I wanted to manifest a trip to the UK. That was two years ago. And that trip, that first trip, I've since been there seven times, but that trip really shifted things within me. And I went from a space of identifying as the mother of um, a kid who was addicted to heroin and was struggling with his mental health into a space of recognizing that these things had happened for me. And I remember visiting you and going to the Hindu temple and having this really profound spiritual connection in that space. And I believe that that trip started to open up something on another level for me and made me recognize that I could take these experiences and follow what I felt or I could do what was expected of me. And at the time I was in an unhappy marriage. My husband and I had very much disconnected through my son's addiction and mental health struggles. And though on the outside, it looked like I had the perfect life. I felt very disconnected from those things. And as divine timing happens, you and I met and I embarked on a journey of, of healing for myself. And I want to say to any of our listeners who are saying, you know what, I really, really want to live a spirit-led life. I believe the first step to that is to give up the list of things that you feel you're supposed to do for what feels right. I'm going to say that again. Give up the list of the things that you feel you're supposed to do for what feels right. I took that first trip to the UK and had an amazing experience. I was there 11 days. And the next trip that I took, I stayed for a month. On the outside, people could look at me and say, you have kids, you have a husband, you have family, what are you doing? But I knew that I was on a deep spiritual healing journey and that the priority had to be myself and what I was going to do moving forward. And so I made that the focus. And so I would encourage our listeners to think about what you actually feel in the circumstances that you're in. Are you doing what you're supposed to do and what the expectation of the outside world is? Or are you honoring that inner voice and doing what feels right for you? 
it's been a powerful journey for me. My life right now, two years later from that first trip to the UK, looks totally different than it did when I began on this journey. But I've gone absolutely with what feels right to me versus what the expectations are of society or of anyone else. And I think to add to that, it's setting an example for my children that I want them to honor what feels right to them versus what they think other people want of them. And that to me, that example is more important than anything else I could give to them. I love it. I love it. Such a great example. And I think it's, I think I had a Facebook memory today. I think it's been two years since you've been here. I think you left on this sort of day. I think it's that sort of, so it's almost two years to the day that you on your first trip and on your second trip is when we channeled the mentorship program, we recorded your book. So, yeah, not everybody can take a, I guess, a trip away. Um, but changing your orbit, because it's like um, wherever you live, whatever you're going through, um, that's where your ego is strongest. So even taking half a day away or going somewhere different, I think is a, is a really powerful thing to do because changing your orbit allows you to see things from a different perspective. And um, you know, actually something else that Stacey kind of bring up in mind and we, we were talking to a client about today is making you, putting yourself first for me, Putting yourself at the center of everything um, is a critical part to being spirit-led because so many of us struggle to put ourselves first, especially you know if you have kids or family or loved ones that, and it's like, oh no, we have to put everyone else first and then put ourselves last. But actually, what we've got to realize is that when you put yourself first, your light becomes so much stronger that it actually gives you the ability to help so many more people. So it's like, you know, what what do you want to do? What is it that's lights, that lights you up? And putting you first and having a strong self-care routine and making time for you does, as Stacey says, a great example. But it also allows you to shine your light because you set that example and your light becomes so much brighter. And then from there, you can start to truly drive and do something different. And, you know, I really feel that for so many of us, the things that used to excite us, the things that that we used to put first, maybe the people, the things, no longer are the same. So I would encourage everyone that's listening to to really think about what is it that you enjoy doing and be open to it being something different because our programming has changed. We've gone through a rebirth. We've gone through some sort of reset or whatever that looks like over the past year. So challenge yourself to do something different because you've changed and maybe you don't know this new version of you. So I'm going to um, go to Adaiba. So Adaiba, what would you advise people if they're going through a lot of change and they're feeling they really do want to be spirit led? Maybe they're struggling a lot of change. They don't feel connected and they'd listen to this podcast and think, you know what? It's different for you guys. You know, it's, you've, you've been there. I really want to get there, but what do I do? What would you advise them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, first of all, I want to remind them that we're all in the trenches with you. <laughs> we're still going through it. We go through it every day. And the practices that we have acquired help us go through it better and easier and help us stay in alignment maybe longer. But it doesn't mean that we go back to having those feelings and those emotions. It's, it's just a human thing. So I'd, I have never met someone who is at that level of 
inner peace that feels so consistent, right? So it's like, sure, they have a lot of moments of their lives when they feel bad, but there's also moments when they feel challenged. And that's how we grow also. Otherwise, then we will stay stagnant. So first of all, that's the first, that's the first thing, uh, recognizing and understanding that we're all in this together, that we're all growing hand in hand with you. And then second is connecting with that inner, inner knowing, because like I said, we all have it. And I like using this practice of holding your heart, one hand in your heart, one hand in your belly, and just sit there for a few minutes. And this is not, if you don't want to call it meditation, don't call it meditation, just stay in silence for a little bit. And if the only thing you do is to feel your heart and feel your breath, I can guarantee you that the downloads are going to start coming. And the downloads sometimes are weird and they, they don't make sense. I don't know what how it happened for you, Stace, but like, UK, hey, I have had those things. And for me, it's usually Madrid or Mexico. <laughs> and, and there's a reason why we're getting those messages. Sometimes it's somebody's name. Sometimes, again, sometimes it might be something that doesn't necessarily make sense at the moment. But take note of that because it's something that you might come back to it later or it might be something that makes sense later or maybe it never makes sense. But just know that this is the way that things are starting to come for you. And I think that the more you generate some sort of steady practice, and again, you can use this this heart holding option or whatever resonates for you, you can lay down on the floor or there's a friend of mine who was in the podcast that she talks about using like a medicine bowl to kind of open your heart. Because the moment that you open your heart, then physically, and you start receiving that energy, grounding, taking your shoes off, taking your socks off, connect to earth. So start having that connection beyond your mind, like Stacy was saying, and start using other parts of your body to reconnect with your true self. So whether it's by standing bare feet in the grass or in the ocean, if you have the capability to stay there, sound therapy is amazing too. So if even if you are by the ocean, just listening to that sound, that's something that is very healing as well. So look for things that are accessible to you. So I live in a city. I don't have the opportunity to be doing grounding every day. But one thing that I have control on is, and that maybe most people do have access to, is sunlight. Get sunlight in your retina every single day, even if it's just 10 minutes a day. So when I go to walk the dogs in the morning, I walk them without sunglasses because I want that. That's going to help you with your circadian rhythm. That's going to help you to sleep better, to produce melatonin. So those are practices that are free. They're very simple to do. So figure out your own routine and your own practices, figure out your own way to connect to the spirit. This is a very personal and unique approach that it will take shape as things go. I am not someone who thrives with routines. I thrive with expression and it's spontaneity. So for me, it's better when I kind of know the things that I want to do, but how am I going to go about them during the day might change. So evening rituals, morning rituals, all of that, you can make it whatever you want to make it off. There's no, there, there's no one formula for everybody. So those are like simple practices that you can incorporate. Journaling is a huge one. Journaling is a way for you to, to literally channel messages. And if you just, you know, if you say, I don't have time for that, trust me, 10 minutes, just 
put the clock, 10 minutes and free write, rage to the page, whatever you want to call it. And things are going to start coming and you're going to start noticing the patterns as well. And your signs are going to start coming in different ways. Another beautiful way to receive signs is through numbers. And again, because I'm someone who's really into numbers, I think that's why a lot of the time spirits communicate to me through numbers. So the one, 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 the two, two, twos, all of those, all of those have meetings. And I would just suggest you to stay open. Awareness is pretty much the first step. When you stay open and you start paying attention to the things that are happening around you and be present, be present in everything that you do. If you, if that, that's the meaning of mindfulness, right? If you're, if you're eating, eat, if you're driving, drive, if you're with someone, be with that person, adding more of those practices into our day to day. I love it. Great advice. And <laughs> just to point out, not all of us live in a place where sun, we can get sunshine every day. Just, <laughs> I live in London. So, um, you yes. Know. It's not, it's not always possible, but you know what? It's raining. There's nothing stopping you from stepping outside and appreciating nature in that way, right? It doesn't, it's, um, nature's everywhere, right? Mother nature is a great way of healing, connecting. Um, so yeah, lots and lots of great advice. And really, as I was saying earlier, ask yourself, what is it that you enjoy doing? I mean, there's no right or wrong. Do you, you know, Walking barefoot in grass is a great way to just be grounded, taking taking a bath, you know, kind of journaling. We talk a lot about having a self-care routine on this podcast. And really for me, it gives you like it's like a base chakra. It's like it's like having a home without having a strong self-care routine, which you do relatively consistently. You can't really have a base then to build everything else on. So, you know, doing something for yourself on a daily basis is super powerful. And uh, so, yeah, thank you for those examples. Oh, 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 one more. Be of service. Yeah. Because when you take the when you take the focus away from you to help someone else, and this does not have to be helping somebody financially. This could easily be sending somebody a text to just check in on them and say, how can I support you today? What are you working on? What do you, what do you need? And this is a question that I ask my friends pretty often. What are you working on? How's that going? How can I support you? I love it. That's you, another that's another really really helpful tip that has helped me so much. Yeah, I mean I really do believe all of us are here to serve in some kind of way, right? And understanding of what that looks like, it doesn't need to be complicated, right? I mean um you know a lot of people focus on what's what's my purpose? Why am I here? you know what, what if your purpose is to just serve in whatever way you want to, I mean, I always say my purpose is anyone I connect with, leave them better than I found them. That allows me to do so many different things. I'm not limited to just one purpose. Why do we need, yeah, and I love it. If we can just be of service, be kind, you know, be, and remember to be of service to yourself, right? We go back to make sure you think about what do you need and are you allowing other people to really help you? Because asking for help is a real sign of strength. And I know I struggle with it sometimes. I love to be there for other people, but do I really allow other people to be there for me? It's an interesting, it's an interesting journey I've been on with that question, right? And um because we're programmed to be there for everybody else. But it's like, you know, so many of us are programmed to just to to not ask for help. But it's it's such a powerful thing to do. And the other thing, you know, one of the other things that struck me you mentioned was just being present. There's so much power in being present. It's like when you're talking to somebody. If you're thinking about what you're going to cook or what you're going to, you know, what you're going to eat later or watching something or doing something else or the next conversation, 
you're not being present. You're not doing service to that conversation. But when you're present in a conversation, the other person at a heart and a soul level recognizes it. And they resonate and they talk and they talk differently. And so if you're somebody that people naturally open up to, then be proud of that because it means that you're being present. That's why people open up to you naturally is because you're being present when they talk to you. They feel that. Mm. They feel comfortable talking to you because they know you're listening. Whereas so many people are focused on so many different things and not really being present at the moment. So, yeah, love all of that. Um, really, really good advice. Stace, what would your advice be? I mean, I I can't express enough how much service has helped me. And it it's something that eases the pain as you're healing, right? Like when you're going through something and you take the focus off of yourself and you put it on another, it can be a really powerful thing. So I, I agree with that. I, I believe that so much of my healing has happened through being of service to other people. And like you said, Adabra, it can be in very different ways. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be something monetary. Sometimes it's picking up the phone and calling a person and just letting them know that you're thinking of them. Um, for me, um, really being introspective with myself through the power of journaling has been a process that I have fully embraced and feel way more in tune with what's going on with me when I take the time to write about it. So I think it's, there is the being present, but I think there's also taking the time to be introspective and process what you're feeling. And journaling and the practice that I use is very intentional. And it's not just dumping words on a page. There's a structure to the way that I journal that when I close the journal, I feel more in tune with what I'm feeling, where it's coming from, and what I want to do next. I love it. I love it. It's such a, you know, it's interesting when you open yourself up to this sort of conversation. Um, and I encourage all our listeners, there's so many different things that we've advised. Pick the things that resonate with you. Listen to your heart. And um, start with a couple of things, maybe one or two things that we've said today and just truly enjoy them. I mean, journaling is, is, is a spiritual activity, right? It's a way of, we have so much going on inside. And if you keep it inside, you're like a volcano. Eventually it's going to erupt and come out and it needs to be released in some kind of way. And journaling and all the other self-care routines we've talked about is a way of releasing and truly kind of getting connected with you. And yeah, so such a powerful, powerful conversation. Um, Adibra, I'd love for you to talk more about what you're up to right now, how people could work with you, what's happening in your world. Um, I know there's a lot happening, so I'd love for you to talk about it. Yeah, so my services focus more on the sole purpose coaching. And there is a structure program that I go through with clients that is a 12-week program. And it's a container where we go from releasing, reprogramming, and now setting the intentions for what's next. And that incorporates pretty much everything that I have learned. So it incorporates emotion code, it incorporates human design, and it incorporates creativity, incorporates the values factor. So several elements of everything that I have learned, I put it together in this program. I'm going to be launching a group coaching option in the new year. So I'm still working on the details for that, but that's going to be 
like a 10 people safe space for like, again, going at it on a weekly basis. And that way we can incorporate the element of community for those people who feel they thrive better in community. So I'll have that. And then I also have simple one-on-one sessions for people that just want like one-off of trying out what emotion code session could look like or wanting to get a human design reading and connecting better with their blueprint and understanding who they are, who they came to be, uh, connecting more with their authentic selves. So that's a separate offering. And again, it's just a one-off kind of situation. And the podcast. So the podcast is another way to stay connected with me and, and kind of seeing what's coming up. I have some really, really fun guests coming in the next few weeks. And I do some episodes in Spanish and some episodes in English. So that way I can capture most of the people who already uh, follow me since I have friends pretty and family pretty much all over the world at this point. So yeah, those are my offerings and people can follow me on Instagram at Edivers. It's just my first name and uh, they can just see all the services right there. Nice. And I'll include your details in the show notes so people can follow you on Insta and the rest of it. Um, what's your podcast called? Rekindle Your Light. Nice. Nice. Of course it is. Um <laughs> And yeah, you know, human design is interesting too. I mean, I, I've had a couple of readings and it really has helped me to understand the human side of me, if that makes sense. I'm very much focused mm-hmm. on the soul. I love the soul work, but it helped me to understand that I've got a lot of clear channels um, for my head, it's almost to my heart. And so when I speak, I, I know I speak from somewhere else. Sometimes I'll say things, mm-hmm. I'm like, where does this come from? It's actually not mine. It came from a different place. So it helped me to understand that so thank you yeah so i reach out to a diver um she's got lots of amazing things going on and um so yeah and stace as we close out this episode and a diver i'm going to come to you next um anything you want to share and any general prompts that are coming to you that kind of help people on the on their journey to become spirit-led Also, I would go back to what I was saying at the beginning of the episode, and that is dialing in on what you feel versus what you think and what feels right to you in this season. What is it that you're longing to explore? How are you wanting to connect? And what would that feel like to have more of a spiritual connection? So coming from a space of I feel rather than I think. And just journal about what that process feels like. The other thing I would encourage you to do is take an inventory of your four bodies, mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual on a scale of one to 10, one being you feel completely disconnected and 10 being you feel powerfully connected. Where do you fall in each one of those four bodies? Especially if it's spiritual, I would encourage you to explore that more and what it, what would it take for you to be a higher number than what you are right now? What would it look and feel like to be a nine or a 10 in all four bodies? That's my advice. I love it. I love it. And um, actually, I didn't mention the 12-week program. It's really interesting uh, how we all pick 12 weeks as part of our kind of, because me and Stacey, we, have, we channeled a 12-week program too. It's like 12 seems to be that kind of, um, that marker to really implement deep change so I, I love the consistency and um yeah so um, i i'll talk to you offline and find out more about this 12-week program maybe there's there's some more that we can collaborate there on so diver any general prompts from you anything that you want to leave our listeners with in terms of going deep to truly become spirit-led 
Yes, I'm going to I'm going to give you just one because it's the one that I've been pondering in for the last few days, which is if money was not an obstacle, what would you be doing with your life right now? Wow, I love it. And it's a really powerful question for now. Like I was saying earlier, I really do feel that we're being challenged to do something different. And, you know, maybe some of us are holding on to old ways of doing things. So powerful, powerful question. Um, yeah, I've loved this conversation. It really is, um, you know, it's, it really is an interesting time. And, you know, when you're looking for somebody to work with, um, listen to your heart and soul. So if any of our voices resonate with you, at a heart and a soul level. I mean, Stace was talking about shifting from I think to I feel. Trust your heart. And everything you need is inside you. But what a good mentor can, you know, does is really guide you to your answers. So for me, it's a soul contract. So if any of us, our voices resonate, do reach out to us. We love the work that we do. Uh, I've loved this episode. So thank you to both of you. Um, as I said at the beginning, we were recording this on on the, the 20th we've just released the 100th episode of the podcast if you haven't listened to it yet take a listen we do have a special promo in that podcast we also gave an opportunity to seven people that the podcast has impacted to kind of share a little bit about their story and kind of give feedback on what the podcast and impact is, has had on them so really really loved it take a listen i feel truly blessed by being in this space sending everyone lots of love and light and I'm going to hand over to Diaper to kind of say a few last words and share whatever's in the heart as we close. Well, first of all, thank you again for having me. You're both uh, such an inspiration for me. And I, I love listening to both of you and your stories. And second of all, all I want to share is shine your light today to anybody who might be needed in. So if you encounter somebody who might be in need of just uplifting or just a little bit of love just take that time to to show that in any way possible that you can love it states any final words i just encourage our listeners to take another step in your journey today this is the only moment that you have and you have the choice to do things differently Love it. Sending everyone lots of love and light and look forward to speaking to you soon. Bye for now.